With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Hello, this is Jared Beck, Independent American Party. Uh, just logging into the session and started recording, waiting for others to join us. Please stand by. Hello, this is Jared. Please Carolyn. Hello, this is Jared. Please stand by. I needed that. <laughs> I'm running. Oh, good. Good thing. This is Will. Hi, Will. This is Jared, and we have Arizona. Uh, it's Carolyn. Hi, Carolyn. Hi. I just told um, Kelly and Steve to come to this number, so. Oh, good. They should be in any minute. Central and northern Arizona is coming on now. That's probably Kelly. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Hi, Kelly. Hi, Kelly. Hi. Well, Jared, we're running late, so give us an invocation, please, sir. Okay. Thank Our you. Father in Heaven, we begin this meeting of the Executive Committee of the Independent American Party. We give thanks unto thee for thy many blessings. We ask thee to be with us in this meeting and help us to keep our minds open and to focus on the duties that we have at hand. We pray for thy guidance. We give thanks for the blessings we enjoy and pray for all those who desire freedom and liberty and truth. And we say this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Thank you, sir. Welcome. Let's uh, start with the agenda. Uh, uh, Well... We had uh, some problems pulling up the, uh, uh, getting onto the phone call. I'm hoping that. we're going to have a full house here.
So, announcements uh, are standard to send anyone wanting to run for office to foundingfathers.us. And there they will have instructions. And the national, the national committee meeting and convention will be held Saturday, November 14th at uh, 10 o'clock a.m. Mountain Standard Time. That'll be noon Eastern Time and 9 o'clock uh, Pacific Time. All right. Uh, we have, uh, let's see, how many area coordinators do we have? Are you standing way back from your phone? Uh, <laughs> I've got, uh, I'm about two inches from it. It got better. <laughs> well, I'm, uh, I'm on a cell phone and, uh, uh, it's not the best. So, uh, any uh, area coordinators on? Let's see who's on. Kelly, I hear you're on. Carolyn, I heard you. And Jared. Steve. Uh... coming on right now. Who's coming on, Jared? New Mexico. Yes. Oh, okay, Steve. Yes. Good. Well, let's go uh, with the area reports. Do you want to uh, make yours, Steve, and uh, we'll hope the rest of them come in. <clears throat> okay. Um I called a lot of people in uh, Georgia today, left a lot of messages, and uh, got kind of a feel for some of the other uh, people who are members of the IAP. Um, it was very interesting. I have uh, sent out an email. I'm testing out the web page, the uh, uh, IAP community web page. Uh, announcing this new state coordinators to the um, members of the uh, IAP community. Uh, and that was just recently sent out. Um, I've been looking at um, the web page to modify it to put uh, the family information on there that you wanted, Will. And uh, I am going to need some help from Kelly on how to do some stuff. So I'll need some, oh, about an hour of training. Um, as most of you know, we have seven new state coordinators. Um, we have one in New Jersey, 
uh, Stephen Manis, uh, one in Florida, um, Rick Ballou, one in Alabama, um, I think that's James Foy, uh, one in Louisiana, and that is Justin Barnhart, and uh, the rest are in the uh, Montana or Washington or California. So um, that's my report. Steve, would you give me the the names of the first couple you said, sure. please? Uh, <clears throat> New Jersey is Steve Manis, M-A-N-E-S-S. Um, Florida is Rick Ballou, like Cat Ballou, B-A-L-L-O-U. Um, he looks very promising. He's a former Tea Party member, and uh, he was in a leadership position. Um, James Foy, F-O-Y. Uh, oh, that's not that's not the that's the wrong name. I'm thinking of the wrong person. Roy Cato, C-A-T-O. He's in Alabama, and he's uh, looking into being a uh, leader in Alabama. And um, uh, let's see, Louisiana is Justin. Is Justin Bornhart. Spell his. Spell his last name. B a r n h a r t. Thank you. And he is very patriotic. That's my report. Well, good. Thank you. Scott is trying to get in. He just called me. And uh, we'll wait for a moment for him. I'll uh, go ahead with the uh, report on the CONCON as to where we are with that. We are producing a series of... uh, emails which will promote the uh, uh, repeal and uh, defeat of the Article 5 resolutions for a convention. Uh, We have five DVDs available for us. Three of them are on YouTube and they are uh, 15 to 20 minutes Uh, lectures on the difference between nullification and uh, the Article 5 convention. Then there is a four-minute, well, three-and-a-half-minute YouTube as well uh, on Article 5 versus nullification. That would probably be our first one to be used. And then those who needed more information could go into those three other DVDs. We have a a 36-minute DVD with state legislators, and I'm not sure whether they're from Idaho or from Oklahoma, telling uh, why they do not support an Article 5 convention. And we also have uh, a series of uh, videos 
by Tom Woods. I watched one of these about a 36 minute, uh, and uh, it was excellent. I have I had seen him in person, and he is an excellent speaker. And uh, we'll have to uh, uh, find out how many there are of them and uh, add them to our list. We have three eight and a half by eleven pamphlets. One is the dangers of a constitutional convention. Uh, another is the states should enforce, not revive the Constitution. And then uh, the third is the right and the left in Congress working together to rewrite the Constitution. Uh, we have two five by eight booklets. One is by Scott uh, Bradley to preserve the Constitution, reject a modern convention. Uh, the second is by John McManus, Restoring the Rights of the States and the People, and it's subtitled, Through Respectful, Respectful Adherence to the U.S. Constitution. <clears throat> then there are three trifolds. Uh, one, balancing our budget. Two, gambling with our Constitution. And three, revise or follow the Constitution. So that uh, that is what the uh, material that we have collected so far. There is more out there. We haven't really uh, gotten much material from uh, uh, Eagle Forum, and uh, I know they have some. We want to try and put as many of these printed uh, materials uh, in electronic form so we can send them inexpensively to uh, to our members and those who are working on this. So that's our CONCON report. Any questions on that? There's a comment that I would like to make. I'm sorry, what? There's a comment that I would like to make. Please. Um, in talking to uh, the people on the telephone the last couple of days in the southern states, um, I think the a pamphlet that would be uh, more appropriate or may receive better attention is the one that you said that the Republicans and Democrats are working together. Hey, uh, this is Michael. Uh, me and Pro-Life and somebody else were on the other number and didn't know where everybody was. Is that Michael? Yes. Hello, Michael. Uh, possibly let them know where we are. We sent them an email last week about the meeting and the change of number. And, okay. Uh, I'm, I'm well, I was on that other number because the last email had that same code. And so I will uh, I'll go back to that other number and let them know you're on this one. Oh, would you not uh, let, or would you not? But I don't know how to do it without, yeah, without saying that while I'm on that, that uh, number. This is Jared. I'll do it. Oh. Or just give, just give Paul Rice and I don't know who the other one was that was on the other. I just know it was me and him and one other person. But I'll see if they're still over there. 
Oh, okay. Just tell him to go back to two weeks ago's email. You know, it's, it might be well if we kept these numbers, uh, and it's my fault that we didn't send it out this time, so I apologize. Okay. Maybe this just shoot him a new email. This is Jared and uh, Scott Barlett and Pearl Lifer on the other line. I'll call in and tell them what to do, check their email or whatever. Stand by. Okay. Thank you. Michael, we welcome you. Well, thank you. Uh, yeah, because yeah, I, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't realize that that uh, are still using this that number. I mean, I wasn't on the call last week either, but I just did looked at the email and saw that it was the original code. So yeah, we were just on there. With no clue what we were doing. <laughs> yes, my apologies on that. I I should have uh, caught that, but I did not. Sorry. I'll change it uh, on the notes. I beg your pardon. I'll change it on the when I send the notes, so when you get the email back, it will be there. So let it be written. So let it be done. Uh, Steve, you had a comment on the uh, on the. Uh, our project, the rescission of the Constitutional Convention. Steve? Yes, I was on mute. Pardon me. <laughs> um, with the dissatisfaction that is expressed towards the Republican and Democratic parties, I would think the pamphlet that says the right and left working together would be, uh, should receive uh, greater attention or would be better received by uh, the population of the United States. Well, David Els just agreed with that. Uh, all right. Uh, Steve, let's you and I work on that and see if we can put that in electronic format. First, find it. I'm, I'm sure we can find it. I have hard copies here. But uh, uh, then if we can put it in electronic format, uh, if we can't do that, it's going to cost us uh, well over a dollar to uh, ship it. So uh, it's an 8 by 11. Uh, and it's uh, probably eight or ten pages. So who, two to three ounces. Who, who owns the copyright? I don't know. I'd have to. I'd have to go through there and find out. But uh, uh, if we. Uh, if we send eight pages and we reprint it, it's still going to be eight pages. And that means we're we're into a two to three cent, three ounces uh, for mailing, which is over a dollar. So yep. let's see if we can do it electronically and then, then it'll get to them quickly and then they can send it to their uh, lists. Okay. 
All right. Any any other comments on the uh, Constitutional Convention? Okay. Uh, Scott, are you on? Uh, I got a call. Must have been ten minutes ago from Scott. Indicating he was having trouble getting on. Apparently, he's still having trouble. So, um, <clears throat> all right. Uh, is Wayne Hill on? All right. We'll table that one. Uh, Kelly, do you want to? Uh, Go on about testing the waters uh, committee. Yeah, I just uh, today acquired the phone number for Edwin Vieira, and I'm gonna keep following up with him. And anyone who wants to join in can help. Maybe you, Steve, since you and I probably know him the best. Yeah. Uh, Call him to see if he indeed will, because I I believe this would be a major triumph to have him step in and and be our presidential candidate. So I will I will kind of take that on myself. I don't you know, and then I'll ask Steve to help me a little bit to make the phone calls and to build that trust and to let him know what we've done and to uh to kind of test the waters like he wants us to do and see uh what kind of following he would have. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the bill committee is the next uh, on the uh, list. There are several uh, issues that uh, we could use at this time. One is the county clerk in a county in Kentucky who has uh, just been sent to jail today for not uh, issuing licenses for same-sex couples. She says it uh, it is uh, uh, detrimental to her religion, religious freedom, and she has uh, she was in court today and is being held in contempt of court. So I think we might want to do something along those lines to the state legislators. All right. Uh, Anything, any other questions or suggestions for the bill committee? All right, the next is uh, Scott Bartlett uh, with the prayer committee. Scott, are you on yet? Yes, sir, I am. (laughs) Congratulations. Thank you. (laughs) I know that was a hard fight. You want to uh, you want to uh, tell us about the uh, prayer committee and then uh, about the eastern area. 
Well, the prayer committee, the uh, the, the prayer request went out uh, uh, yesterday, or I, they sent it to Will yesterday. Um, I'm still, uh, for those of you that don't know, I just recently moved, uh, been having some problems with the Internet. I had to come to my office now tonight to get on the Internet and to get on this uh, conference call uh, because we don't have phone service or Internet service yet at home. Um, I just, I, I think uh, when I've, uh, my earlier life when I've moved around a lot and uh, I always had a sign on my desk that said, prayer changes things, and I am a firm believer that prayer does change things. And we may need to be diligent uh, in uh, our prayers, and I think that uh, our Heavenly Father will look at us with gladness and uh, will honor those prayers um, as we seek to do, uh, do His will. So if anyone ever has any suggestions, I'm always open to suggestions, and uh, I'll prayerfully consider those suggestions as you send them to me. Thank you, and uh, I believe that was an excellent uh, prayer request, and uh, I sent it out to uh, the IAP uh, <coughs> Kelly this after this morning, I think. Anyway, sometime today. And uh, I also sent it to uh, to my list, and uh, so that's uh, that's where we are on that. Well, I got uh, a good helping hand with that one, so. I'm sorry, what? I say I received a good helping hand with that one. <laughs> well, that's good. I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad you're on good terms with him. Uh, do you uh, do you have anything new on uh, on the eastern uh, area? I don't have uh, uh, anything to report other than the fact that uh, again I hope I'll be up and running here shortly. Uh, Steve um, did send out some emails on my behalf. Uh, he's gotten some responses back, and uh, I think it's uh, it's looking fairly positive. Uh, we'll continue down that route. Um, I hope to get back on my own computer and, and uh, contact those that I have email addresses for and, and just kind of uh, feel them out for the, for different things, too. Good. Good. Uh, all right. Let's see. Uh, do we have any other business that we need to uh, work with or new members that we need to uh, uh, get a little information from? Hearing none, uh, I have one item that just came in uh, about an hour ago. And let me read this to you. This has to do with the uh, assassination of Darren Goforth, a deputy in Houston, Texas. And this is a nationwide call to prayer. It says, The President of the United States has done away with our National Day of Prayer. However, 
Glenn Beck, along with hundreds of religious leaders throughout the United States, is asking us all to have a National Day of Prayer tomorrow, that would be Friday, September 4th, 2015. This call comes as a result of the death of yet another of our courageous law enforcement members whose life has been cut short because of the senseless killing of our first responders. On Friday at 10 a.m. our time, uh, and this came from uh, uh, Patricia Kent in uh, Utah, so that would be 10 o'clock Mountain Standard Time, Mountain Daylight Time, excuse me. Uh, A funeral will be held for Deputy Darren Goforth in Houston, Texas. We encourage you to gather at the same time with your family, neighbors, and community to pray for the family of Deputy Goforth, who's a sheriff's deputy, and our first responders and military. Now is the time. We must unite in prayer for all those who protect and serve our nation. May God bless these brave men and women and united unite us as a people in love and unity. God bless America. So that's uh, that just came in from uh, Patricia, and uh, we would like to recommend that for each of you. If you uh, if you would like a copy of this, uh, just. Uh, Uh, Say your name slowly so that uh, Carolyn can put it down and I will email it to each one of you. Scott Bartlett. Michael Polaitis. Pro-life. Missed that last one, sorry. Pro-life, P-R-O hyphen L-I-F-E. Thank you. Okay. Any other other business uh, to be brought before the, the executive committee? I'd like to share with you one more thing uh, before uh, we close. Um, It's an article called A Two-Party War. It was written by, uh, come on, computer. Yeah, Dick Morris. Thank you. I, I couldn't couldn't see that. Written by Dick Morris. It's talk. It says, uh, in uh, I'll just paraphrase it here for a moment. It's called the Dawn of the Populist Revolt, and uh, he uh, has a, a one page about a one page article, which talks about uh, the Democrats are in a problem because uh, nobody believes Hillary Clinton anymore. 
and uh, so they're they're going for the uh, socialists from New England. Yeah, Bernie Sanders, and Sanders apparently is uh, has more more of uh, percentages than uh, Hillary does. And the same problem is with uh, Jeb Bush and the Republicans. And uh, Trump is uh, uh, is high on the polls and beating the uh, the uh, normal uh, candidate who picked by the Republican leadership. So we have the Republican leadership picking Bush. The Democratic leadership pushing Clinton, and uh, the people wanting something else. And so this uh, looks like to me that there may be a, a war, at least civil war, in within the parties. So if anyone would like that article, I will send that as well. Okay. Good. Is there anything else that we need to bring up before the executive well, I'd like committee? To ask Scott Bartlett. Yes. You know, this is uh, this is kind of pulling at my heartstrings a little bit. This county clerk in Kentucky, I didn't know that, but I'm just wondering if we shouldn't all be a little bit more proactive and uh, send out emails to our friends and, and families and. Uh, um, there must be a way to help this lady. Uh, maybe what I'm going to try and do is contact and see if they're setting up any type of funding to help her, uh, because I think that with someone standing up like this, we need to be very proactive in getting this message out to our own legislators and uh, friends and family, letting them know that religious freedom triumphs uh, the court in this case. Oh, interesting. Uh, David Else just indicated that the uh, governor of Kentucky is behind the clerk. Uh, but the Good. judge, <laughs> well, he may be far behind. But anyway, the judge indicated that he was going to send her to jail uh, for contempt of court until she changed her mind and issued these marriage licenses. And well, she says, I'm not going to do it. Uh, he said, fines wouldn't do any good if we find her. Her supporters would just pay her fines. And I believe that's true. That is so true. He's going to uh, he's going to keep her uh, there, and uh, she may end up in a federal prison. We don't know. Well, so there again, perhaps, wants- perhaps we need to contact the Kentucky legislators, have them nullify that. And uh, do whatever we can because this this needs to be brought to a head, and we need to stand firm on this. That's that's a good idea, Scott. Uh, it has already uh, that all has already uh, surfaced, but uh, the governor says that he won't call a special session for this, and uh, the next session is scheduled for January, and so, so she may have uh, may spend Christmas in. Uh, under wraps. 
Well, he's not he's not very far behind her. Why couldn't he? Uh, I don't know if it's a, a state judge or a federal judge, but why couldn't he just pardon her? Uh, it's a federal judge by the name of I think Bunning. And, and so, we, should, uh, we should write our own congressmen and tell them that that judge needs to be impeached. Well, uh, good point. So what? Uh, What's your suggestion for us? Well, again, our suggestion is to perhaps uh, come up with some type of letter or some suggestions, send out emails to our lists, to our friends, to our family, saying that they need to get on the stick and, and uh, uh, write to their own congressmen, write to the governor, tell the, tell the governor that he needs to step in and call a special session uh, because... Um, you know, this lady is, is is essentially hopeless. She stands on her religious grounds, which she should be able to. Well, if I remember correctly, uh, the uh, uh, the Article Amendment One in the Bill of Rights it says Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. I think this is covered by number one. Right, and if the state wants to issue marriage licenses, well, if she's protesting against her religious freedom, then they should get another clerk to do it. Well, they have, there are six clerks in this uh, county, which I don't recall the name, she has been there for 27 years. In 2014, she was elected to be the county clerk. She was an assistant deputy clerk for apparently 26 of those years. She is just now the county clerk, and I think that uh, Father put her there to uh, uh, let her exercise her religious freedom and to bring this to a head. So... Uh, She's apparently well-liked in, in her county, and apparently it's a small county. There are six deputy clerks, four of them, or five of them, have said that they would issue the licenses. But she has refused to let her authority be used to issue them. Uh, the judge, I believe, uh, told these people to go ahead and issue them, uh, but there is a legal question as to whether they will be legal. So uh, it's up well, in the air right now. This steps beyond gay marriage. This then trumps religious freedom. Agreed. And it's time to draw the line in the sand. I have well, a question for you, Scott. Yeah. This is this is Steve. Um, is it uh, the wisest choice to contact our U.S. congressman, or is it better to write to the state governor and state representatives? Well, I believe we should do it all. I think that we should contact our congressmen and senators to ask them to start impeachment process against this judge and contact our state and uh, state legislators and ask them to start working on nullification or uh, making or, or or putting forth something that says sorry 
religious belief trumps everything. Okay, is this a federal judge? Yeah, I think that's what we'll say. Federal judge appointed by uh, W. Bush. Okay, I, I see your point, Scott. Thank you. And federal judges are for life or good behavior. And so this uh, Congress can take a stand with us if it will. I agree with you. No, it's pro-life. Um, I think the uh, governor of Kentucky, if he's really with her, he could just, uh, by his order, get her out of jail, however he wants to term it. And... Um, that would show that the the people of Kentucky are behind her and the governor behind her, and they wouldn't have to call a special session. And then she wouldn't issue, uh, she could go back to her job, and he could uh, make sure she's protected from any federal agents that came. But the, the real, she should have argued on the uh, position that court decisions are not law and that only legislatures and Congress make law within their respective jurisdictions. And that is not even in the federal jurisdiction for the federal Supreme Court to rule on that. Now, that would give her more of a, I guess, of a legal basis. But, hey, just because natural law and God's law say that um, fornication, adultery, pornography, and homosexuality are against God's law, and everybody should resist those things. So, um, but I think that we should, our congressmen aren't going to do much about it, but we need to put them on the, uh, make them accountable and get a letter back from them stating that they believe that the federal judges should be impeached or not impeached. So that's just my comments, and thanks very much. Thank you, Pro-Life. Michael, did you have a comment? I thought I heard you come in. All right. uh, We will uh, work on this and come up with a program and we'll have that program to you members of the executive committee meeting, uh, executive committee, uh, tomorrow by email. So uh, just bear with us and we'll... uh, We'll get the uh, information to you and uh, a program for working on this one. Do we have any uh, anything else uh, to, that comes before the executive committee? Uh, this is Steve. Yes, I have another uh, item that I would like to uh, get some clarification on. Yes, sir. Um, we have uh, a gentleman by the name of Daniel Paul Zutler who's running for president as an independent candidate. He wants to have our um, approval. I've told him to fill out the uh, paperwork on foundingfathers.us. Uh, is anybody taking care of that? Well, this is pro-life. I'm the membership and the the vetting chairman. Um, 
yeah, I'm supposed to be taking care of that. I'm really busy with my farm. Um, but what we need to reply to anybody, and we usually get about, um, let's see, in 2014, we got about, no, 2012. I think we had about, 20, I'm going to guess 15 to 20 people contact us and say that they wanted to be the, our presidential candidate. And, uh, right. But we chose Will Christensen as one of our people that we know, and um, I'm sure I believe we did the right thing. And so we get right. a lot of those kind of requests, but the, a lot of those people are really naive and self-serving. They believe that, um, you know, when you get a, a number of people saying that God told me that I'm going to run for president, become the president on your on your party, well, God didn't tell all of them that. If he was going to tell anybody, just be one of them. So, but we're going to make that decision at the uh, the national convention in in uh, November. So they have to just wait, and uh, they can court us, and we can court them, whatever. <clears throat> but they need to uh, be involved in our party, you know, because I think we should not choose someone that is not an active member of the party. So that's what we need to tell them, you know. They need to get involved in the party before November, and then we will consider it. So that's all um, I've got on that. Thank you very much. Uh, pr appreciate that, ProWise. Uh, he's emailed me. He's been on our website. Uh, he says, hey, I agree with all those things. Uh, I believe he's signed up as a member. Um, so... Uh, I'll let him know what he needs to do. I'll respond to him. Perhaps uh, if as uh, you are vetting these uh, candidates for life, you might ask them what their plan is to uh, run their campaign. Right. But see, in our party, see, we believe that there's a great judgment and that about all we can do right now is never compromise on any of the principles that Heavenly Father would, where it has in relationship to civil government. So they have to um, know and believe that their responsibility and opportunity w through our party would be to just speak the truth in its very plainness, not worrying about how many good votes they get. And so now that's my... Um, Maybe not everybody in the party is going to agree with that. Maybe some think that we could come up with a candidate that would win. But I think that our responsibility is to witness for the truth and not compromise in any way for any number of votes, just to find the pure in heart, try to gather them with us, and by speaking the, the flat-out unvarnished truth, then we can find those kind of people, and they will, they will like us for that, and uh, we will love them, and that, that's. But I, you know, when you say, "Well, I'm going to run and win," um, only God could do that. If He could get everybody to repent, well, then one of us could win. But we are going to have to get the nation to repent before we can be able to to win hardly any offices. So, I think we're Christian missionaries um, working through a political party. So I don't know what all of you think about that, but 
That's my take on it. All right. Uh, any other comments on that? Uh, my my comment about uh, what their plan was, some of these people think, oh, well, everybody will just vote for me, and I don't need a plan. And hopefully <laughs> it will wake them up when they have to think of how they're going to run their campaign. Let me tell you, uh, when I ran uh, in 20, 2012, I had no idea what uh, what was happening. And the communications we had back and forth with the various states, uh, it was uh, essentially a full-time job. And uh, we came in, I think, 14th out of 33, which uh, I thought was uh, pretty terrible. So any other comments? David Else uh, commenting, uh, Pro-Life mentioned if we could get people to repent, then, of course, there would be an opportunity for a person, principled person to, to become president of the United States. Uh, the nature of that is not going to happen because we no longer have a Congress and a government that is connected to liberty. We have a Congress and a government that's connected to the dollar. They are run by the corporation of the Fed and the banks. Until the dollar crashes and actually becomes worse than the Mexican peso, when that happens, then our government will go away. That is the government that we have now. They will go away because they will, they will go somewhere and try to follow the money. Therefore, we must stand, again, supporting what pro-life said, absolutely 100% on our principles because that's all we have to maintain liberty. Liberty comes through from the Father through Jesus Christ. Amen. That is what our platform says. That is what we stand for. That is who we are, and we cannot change that. And as this crash comes and as our government disappears and as the money comes, then we will have something to stand on, and we will be there, and the time will come when principled people will win. David Elso. Thank you, David. Uh, any other comments on this or any other thing before we have our benediction? Oh, and Ron Paul. All right, who uh, who is going to bring up, up Ron Paul for us? Maybe none of us know how. <laughs> well, well that was Sarah, try to bring it on. Uh, Wayne, refresh us on the phone number. 888. Yeah, it's 888-322-1414. And it's excellent again. I'll see if I can bring it on. Uh, I can uh, do it. Go ahead, Kelly, if you got it. Okay. Ron Paul with a weekly update for Monday, August 31st. Following last Monday's historic stock market downturn, many politicians and so-called economic experts rushed to the microphones to explain why the market crashed and to propose solutions to our economic woes. Not surprisingly, most of those commenting 
not only failed to give the right answers, they failed to ask the right questions. Many blame the crash on China's recent currency devaluation. It is true that the crash was caused by a flawed monetary policy. However, the major fault lies not with China's central bank, but with the U.S. Federal Reserve. The Federal Reserve's inflationary policies distort the economy, creating bubbles, which in turn create the illusion of a booming stock market and widespread prosperity. Inevitably, the bubble bursts, the market crashes, and the economy sinks into a recession. An increasingly number of politicians have acknowledged the flaws in our monetary system. Unfortunately, some members of Congress think the solution is to force the Fed to follow a rules-based monetary policy. Forcing the Fed to follow a rule does not change the fact that giving a secreted central bank the power to set interest rates is a recipe for economic chaos. Interest rates are the price of money, and like all prices, they should be set by the market, not by a central bank, and certainly not by Congress. Instead of trying to fix the Federal Reserve, Congress should start restoring a free market monetary system. The first step is to pass the audit the Fed legislation so that people can finally learn the full truth about the Fed. Congress should also pass legislation ensuring individuals can use alternative currencies free of government harassment. When bubbles burst and recessions hit, Congress and the Federal Reserve should refrain from trying to stimulate the economy by increasing spending, corporate bailouts, and inflation. There have already been reports that the Fed will use last week's crash as an excuse to once again delay raising interest rates. Increased spending and money creation may temporarily boost the economy, but eventually they will lead to a collapse in the dollar's value and an economic crisis more severe than the Great Depression. Ironically, considering how popular China bashing has become, China's large purchase of U.S. Treasury notes has helped the U.S. postpone the day of reckoning. The main reason countries like China are eager to help finance our debt is the dollar's world reserve currency status. However, there are signs that concerns over the government's fiscal irresponsibility and resentment of our foreign policy will cause another currency or currencies to replace the dollar as the world's reserve currency. If this occurs, the U.S. will face a major dollar crisis. Congress will not adopt sensible economic policies until the people demand it. Unfortunately, while an ever-increasing number of Americans are embracing Austrian economics, too many Americans still believe they must sacrifice their liberty in order to obtain economic and personal security. This is why many are embracing a charismatic crony capitalist who is peddling a snake oil composed of protectionism, nationalism, and authoritarianism. Eventually, the United States will have to abandon the warfare state, the welfare state, and the fiat monetary system that fuels the Leviathan growth. Hopefully, the changes will be because the ideas of liberty has triumphed, not because a major economic crisis leaves the government with, with no other choice. Thanks for calling this update. A new update is placed on this number, 888-322-1414, every Sunday. The written text can be found on my Ron Paul Institute website at www.ronpaulinstitute.org and on my Facebook page. Thanks for calling. Well, thank you, Ron Paul. To repeat the announcement, press 1. To repeat the announcement, press 1. To repeat the announcement, press 1. Okay.
any other business we need to take care of? Scott Bartlett, are you still on? Yes, sir. Would you give us a benediction and a blessing on our nation, please? Thank you. Thank you. Our dear, kind Heavenly Father, we bow our heads before Thee and give Thee thanks for this day and for the blessings that Thou hast given us. We're grateful for the nation that we live in and ask that Thou would inspire us as sons and daughters of Thee that we might be able to do things which will help restore our constitutional liberties uh, in this country. We ask that Thou would pour out Thy Spirit upon our congressmen, and women, and help them that they might see the light and have a desire to <coughs> that thou would uh, be patient with us as we and accomplish thy will. And over the IAP, and ask that thou would inspire each one of us. Also, pour out thy spirit upon all the citizens here that they might have a desire to turn from uh, those things that are they're doing incorrectly, repent, and enjoy thy spirit. And we ask for these favors and blessings in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Thank you Amen. all for being on the call. And Lord bless us all. Good night. Good night. Good night.
step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday. I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VTW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.